The Naughty Mystic with your host, Jenny Benson. Today, I'm excited. It's my first interview. Woohoo! <laughs> so, we're doing a remote interview, and this is very exciting for those of you who know that I am not excited about technology. On the other end, I have Dr. Alan Bradford, and he is my naturopath doctor in Arizona. I am going to let him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about his background. Sure. Hi, Jenny. It's good to chat with you. Um, I'm Dr. Bradford. I'm like, like you said, I'm a naturopathic physician. Uh, I have been practicing for, gosh, almost seven years now. Um, started out in a little old town called Casa Grande, Arizona. That's where you and I met first, right? Absolutely. So uh, I kind of my specialty or niche, I guess, uh, would be working with diabetic patients, um, hormone balancing with folks that are going through menopause and uh, that kind of stuff, and uh, working with chronic pain. I do a lot of acupuncture. Um, back, if you remember, back when we first met each other, we were trading massage and acupuncture and uh, and I'm still doing acupuncture. So, uh, yeah, just living the life. I've got two kids and three dogs now and living in sunny Arizona. <laughs> well, I yes, I do remember our trading. And, you know, I was just there a couple of weeks ago, maybe yeah. a month ago now. But, yes, absolutely. And I love acupuncture. So if you could tell our listeners, because um, I feel like a lot of people don't know what actually like naturopathic medicine is and what that means, like in general, because I know what acupuncture means. And I know like a lot of things that you're talking about because of my background and us working together in the same building. But some people are not aware what that means. So they're like scratching their head going, what is that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm a, I'm a doctor. I'm, I'm not an MD. I'm not a DO. I'm not a doctor of chiropractic. I'm not a PhD. Uh, I'm a naturopathic physician. So I trained in a four-year naturopathic medical school where I learned the alternative to people to giving people drugs and, and surgery and where I learned that, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a ton of band-aids. Yay! <laughs> and yeah, if you if you get to the, the root cause of a problem, you may be able to eliminate the problem. <gasps> what? Um, what? But, Is yeah. What? Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. You know, if if you only treat the symptoms, eventually you probably just kill the patient. So <gasps> what? I, <laughs> no. <laughs> so na yeah, naturopathic physicians. I, I guess you could say that they are physicians trained and expert in natural medicine, uh, honoring the body. You know, using herbs, using uh, nutrition, using uh, lifestyle changes. You know, a lot of my recommendations that I pass on to patients, you can't necessarily put them in a prescription bottle or even a supplement bottle. Uh, talk a lot with my patients about lifestyle, you know, foods that you're eating. You know, what are you doing for stress management? Um, sleep. Sleep is a huge issue for a lot of people these days especially, you know, staring at screens right up until you get in bed and even beyond that, you know, you're watching TV or watching, looking at your iPad in bed and falling asleep with your phone on your chest or whatever. 
So uh, talk a lot about sleep, talk a lot about, uh, you know, just stuff that you can't find in a, in a bottle, I guess. Well, fantastic. Now, I am aware that when I moved back to Michigan, I had asked you some questions about looking for a naturopath here in Michigan. And I know there's different rules for different states and licensing and stuff. And I know you wouldn't know every state, but is there general like ideas of certain I'm assuming like with massage, it's uh, it's, uh, a license for each state kind of thing, too. Yeah, so for for naturopathic medicine and naturopathic physicians, it is it's a little bit different. We are we're not licensed in all fifty states. Um, they you'll probably be able to find a naturopath anywhere you go, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are a naturopathic physician, an actual you know, somebody who has graduated from an accredited naturopathic school. There's uh, six in the country now. There's one in Arizona. There's uh, an old one in Portland, Oregon, um, Connecticut, San Diego, Washington. Um, so so a naturopathic physician is something quite different probably than, than a naturopath. Okay. There are online programs where people can you know, go through a couple of years and, and get an online certificate as a naturopath, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they've been trained at an accredited naturopathic medical school that is, you know, governed by a board that you got to have to pass board exams and have so many clinical training hours with hands-on patient experience. Um, so you got to be careful, right? right. They, uh, not to say that a naturopath would be harmful uh, to a patient necessarily, but um, there is definitely a, diff- a difference in, in education, quality, and oversight, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's a good question. I do actually understand that because each state has something different for massage too. So that is a is a thing too because some yeah you know have more hours of hands on. There's there's more uh, tests and you know knowledge like how many years and. You know, there, yeah, there's a lot different depending on the state you're in for massage. So, yeah, and and even within, you know, uh, licensed naturopathic physicians, there's differences state to state. Even in the even in the states where we are licensed to practice medicine, um, scope of practice they call it. So, what you're able to do legally is very different. Um, Arizona, where I am, uh, we have. We've been licensed as as physicians in Arizona since 1935. Um, plus, we have a school right here in our backyard. So, Arizona has probably one of the widest uh, scope of practice for a naturopathic physician. Uh, I can really operate as a primary care doctor. I can prescribe medicine, you know, prescription medicines if need be, um, order lab work and imaging, um, and really kind of function as a, a person's primary care doctor. Um, with diabetes, like I can prescribe insulin, I can prescribe, you know, those continuous glucose monitors that people really love, keep track of your glucose all the time. Um, so, but then, you know, you go to other states like Idaho and, uh, you know, California, California, you have to have an additional license to be able to do some extra things. Um, Oregon, you have to take separate board exams to be able to 
legally prescribed medications. Um, so it's even within, you know, that framework of being a, a, a graduate of an accredited school, there, there are restrictions and things too. So. I, I do understand that because even here in Michigan, um, when I got my license here, uh, reflexology is a separate thing you have to be certified in. It's mm. not considered part of massage. So when I'm getting, uh, re, you know, my accrediting hours for renewing, I can't use reflexology in Michigan, but I can use it in Arizona and Colorado. <laughs> yeah. so, I totally, yeah. so I totally get it. So I get that. Yeah. So um, as, as you work with people, um, you know, can you, which type of acupuncture, I guess I would like to kind of delicately <laughs> touch on, cause I know there's different forms, you know, there's that I've experienced is like Chinese medicine following the meridians and there's the, the, um, dry needling. That's a whole different kind of thing going on. And those sure. are the two I can think of right now, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's definitely different styles, um, of acupuncture. The training that I went through is along the lines of traditional Chinese medicine. Um, so following those, that line of thinking and philosophy, um, using the meridian systems, using, uh, what they call five element theory, uh, where you incorporate, you know, relationships between different organs and, and organ systems to kind of govern you know, where, where would you put those points? Um, there, but yeah, there's different styles and there's different approaches. Kind of what I've settled in on, um, my approach, you know, that you get patients that come in and, and expect to lay down and look like that guy out of what's that movie? Hellraiser. <laughs> where he's got all the, all the needles in yeah. his face. You know, we, uh, we don't do that. No. You know, we're not like Kung Fu Panda with like 50 million needles all over the body. <laughs> I'll, I'll generally, I think at the most, maybe during a treatment, I'll, I'll have at the most, maybe 20, if that's like a heavier treatment, right? 20 needles. Um, but I, I kind of follow kind of the less is more approach. Um, you know, not necessarily trying to fix everything all at once even though there are points for migraines and digestive issues and, uh, you know, insomnia and all this, I, I find that if we get a real good focus, um, on one or two things that you might want to be approaching dealing with, then that treatment could be a lot more effective. Um, another thing that I've incorporated into my treatments that I don't, I don't think I was doing this when you, we were sharing space down there in Casa Grande is, uh, auricular acupuncture or ear acupuncture. Um, I've since gone through some additional training to use um, ear acupuncture points, uh, specifically for helping with addiction and substance abuse recovery and that kind of stuff. So the oh, ear, yeah. it's really cool. Kind of similar to like reflexology, Absolutely. where the foot is mm -hmm. a map for the whole body. The ear can function as a, a map or a representation of the whole body too. So you can you can treat the whole body by just putting some points in the ear. It's amazing. Cool. Um, when I when I lived in Colorado, I uh, 
my massage instructor was a Chinese medicine doctor and he was explaining that there were um, Chinese medicine doctors that were just on the ear, you know, in China, that the whole point was, you know, working on the ear to work the entire body. And I was like, that's amazing. So when I was first introduced to acupuncture myself was Chinese medicine, but I went to the Chinese medicine uh, school in downtown Denver. So they were putting stuff in my ears and having stuff in my legs and, you know, <laughs> like all different yeah. things, different yeah. depending on what we were doing. That cool. is amazing. Now, are you still doing the vitamin B uh, shots for people to help them? I do. Yeah. Uh, so I did my bachelor's degree in okay. nutrition. Um, so nutrition and diet and, you know, vitamins and the power of like these micronutrients and all that kind of stuff that, that can be really helpful. So yeah, I, not nearly as busy as I was down in Casa Grande. We had, we were having like 30 people walk in on a, on a day to do B12 shots. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll do those here and there. Uh, I do vitamin IV therapy, uh, like high dose nutrient IVs, um, and yeah, so it's pretty cool. A lot of people like those B12 Now, shots. can you explain to people what, you know, the vitamin B shots, well, what B12, it's B12, right? That is in the vitamin B shots. Yeah. Yeah. B12. So there's a whole bunch of different B vitamins. B12, a lot of times is referred to as like the energy vitamin. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does a lot of work in the, like the nervous system helping with metabolic pathways. Um, so B12 helps with that by doing it as a shot through an injection, you're bypassing the digestive system. You're getting it right into the bloodstream, into the muscle. So it gets absorbed really well. People tend to notice the difference, like within a day or two, they start sleeping better mood is better. Um, energy is not like caffeine energy where you're kind of bouncing around on the walls. Uh, just kind of a sustained, kind of just elevated feeling is what people notice with with good amounts of B vitamins. Um, and that can, that effect can kind of decrease over time as, as your body becomes saturated or comes up to a good level of having B12. Um, but at least in the short run, people, people love those shots. They're like, oh, I can really tell a difference when that <laughs> starts to wear off. Now is B12, is that the the protein one that people are concerned if you don't eat enough protein? Is that the, is that the B vitamin for that? Yeah. In, in general, a lot of your B vitamins come from animal protein. So if somebody's a vegetarian, um, or, you know, a lot, a lot of people, as they get older, they kind of lose their taste for a lot of red meat and, and animal protein and stuff. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's, it comes from animal protein sources. So if, yeah, absolutely. Another kind of tidbit too. Um, I mentioned that I work with a lot of diabetic patients. There's a medication called metformin. It's a really common kind of first line medication that is used with diabetic patients. It's been shown that metformin can actually um, deplete stores oh. of vitamin B12. So like the numbness and tingling and stuff that can be common yeah. in diabetes, that's actually also a sign of low vitamin oh, B12. Okay. Um, so they're kind of double whammy, <laughs> yeah. right? You're 
developing that maybe because of the diabetes and the damage going on. But then on top of that, the medicine that you're prescribed is also causing that. So a lot of diabetics will benefit from uh, doing B12 shots or making sure that you're getting okay. enough B vitamins. Good, good thoughts. Is that, does that work for people who have a lot of neuropathy in general? Um, B12 would just be vitamin in general? Yeah, it's it's definitely not the only thing that I would look at. Um, you know, okay. B6 deficiency as well. Like if somebody is low on vitamin B6, just taking a whole bunch of B12 is not necessarily going to help that issue. And it can actually make some things okay. worse for some people. Um, but yeah, but B vitamins are critical for neuropathy. There's uh, uh, something called alpha lipoic acid, which is another nutrient that can actually help repair damaged nerves um, and help with uh, blood sugar sensitivity. Um, so alpha lipoic acid is a critical one that I'll add in with, with patients like that. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're designed to heal and regenerate. Sometimes the nervous system is kind of one of the last things that help that bounces back to normal, but we're not designed to break down. That's another kind of core philosophy of naturopathic medicine is we can heal. Our bodies can regenerate. We can get back to a place of health. Uh, We just need to, give ourselves what we, what the body needs and kind of get out what? of the way. Get out of our way. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a theme in like most of the stuff I'm going to be talking about anyway, because that's really what our big thing is, is we're always in our own way. Yeah. We, we talk about, so there was a doctor, well, he's still around, uh, Dr. Jared Zeff. He's a naturopathic physician. I believe his practice is up in Washington. Uh, he's been around for a long time, practicing over 30 years. Uh, back in the 90s, he helped develop this uh, framework called the okay. therapeutic order. Um, and so it's kind of like a hierarchy or, or a ladder. I've seen it represented as like a ladder, um, kind of a step-by-step philosophical approach of like how, how should a naturopathic physician approach the patient. Uh, at the very bottom of that is something called uh, removing obstacles to cure. At the top of that right. is surgery and drugs. So Western Our medicine story. comes in right at the top of that ladder. There's so much that you can do before having to resort to that. And and the first step is getting stuff out of your life and out of your lifestyle and out of your body that is preventing you from from healing and from living a healthy life. Good words. Good thoughts. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I mean, but it's very deep and profound. So, but it, it's good, good for uh, reminders too. <laughs> yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, do you have any things that you feel like for somebody that hasn't ever, you know, spoken to a natural path of any, uh, way or a naturopath physician that they should know, you know, going into it other than to see what their education background is. I I would say somebody should take a, a kind of a, maybe even just like a self inventory, I guess, and decide, you know, am I ready to make a change? Um, I, 
when I was in my undergrad, I, I took a class. It was called um, Eating and Food uh, Behavior. And so in that class, we talked a lot about this concept of behavioral change um, and the steps to behavioral change. The, you know, a lot of people think, you know, behavior change is just changing something that you're doing, um, physically doing or not doing. There's, there's some steps leading up to that. The, the first of which is identifying that there's even an issue, you know, if, for example, like somebody who smokes, I guess, I don't know, uh, you know, smoking and I, I help treat patients with, with trying to quit smoking, uh, smoking is a form of comfort, I think, and like stress relief and that kind of stuff. So somebody might not even be in the headspace of this is not doing me any good and I'm not even ready to change. So before you can even think about making a change or you know, seeking out a new physician to work with, whether it's somebody like me or, you know, your regular family doctor, you first have to get your head wrapped around the fact that, you know, something's going on and I'm ready to make a change. Um, Because to be honest, you know, depending on the doctor, uh, working with a naturopathic doctor is, it's an investment. It's a lot of times like a financial investment. Um, because we don't have the luxury of uh, being recognized by insurance companies and, um, you know, in that whole system, a lot of times you're paying out of pocket um, to go visit somebody like myself. Um, and, you know, prices vary. You know, there's there's some doctors out there that'll charge like $700 for a first visit. And, you know, that's like an hour and a half. And then on top of that, you know, you got to, maybe do some specialty testing that's a few hundred dollars and then maybe some vitamins and supplements that are another. So, you know, getting used to the fact that you might have to pay for something out of pocket. It's kind of, you go through that too, I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't work with insurance. You know, I don't work with insurance at all. So that's, that's a big conversation a lot of times that we'll have like, Right. Oh, why isn't this covered? You know, people, you know, and I feel for them, they're dumping hundreds of dollars a month into these insurance plans and <laughs> they don't cover anything right. that like actually right. helps. <laughs> oh, that's for a whole nother one that we'll be doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, sure. okay, that's, but that's a really good um, question because we really, like a lot of the things I want to cover in this podcast has to do with we have to really face ourselves and really be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it can be, mm-hmm. uh, I, I keep viewing it like it's an onion, right? You, you start with the outer shell, you work through that. Then you have another sure. layer and you're like, shit, there's another layer. And then you got to go, oh, there's yet another layer. Like, like I keep doing that. And I've been doing yeah. healing practices to release stuff for 15 plus years. And I'm like, we really have to go over that again <laughs> from a different perspective. So I really right. like that you brought that up because I really think that that is a, a shift they have to. Totally. I, I, I can still remember it. I, I sat down with a patient who's diabetic. We'd already had a couple of visits. 
um, done some blood work and, and started working on some things. And he came in for a follow-up appointment. And this is an older gentleman. He's in his 70s. Uh, and came in, and one of his biggest complaints at that visit was that he was constipated. Um, and, you know, he's on a pretty good amount of medication. Um, I had recommended, you know, a couple of different vitamins to take to help with blood sugar sensitivity and stuff. Uh, and he comes in and he sits down him and his wife and, and he's constipated, can't go to the bathroom. And so, you know, one of the first things I think of is how much water are you drinking? Um, so I ask him that, how much water are you drinking? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't drink water. <laughs> and I said, no water, really? And, you know, we kept talking and he, he admitted to maybe having like one bottle of water a day. And he, this guy's over 200 pounds. Uh, my rule of thumb and this isn't medical advice for you listeners out there, but kind of my rule of thumb, unless you're, you've got kidney issues or you have to restrict fluids, according to your doctor, my rule of thumb is half your body weight in ounces of water. So if you weigh 100 pounds, 50 ounces of water. If you weigh 200 pounds, 100 ounces of water. It's a lot of water, especially for right. somebody who doesn't drink any, according to this guy. And we, you know, we sat and talked for... 20 minutes and only about water and just this basic thing. And, you know, he, he came for a few more appointments and, and kind of stopped coming, which I, I always kind of see in the, <laughs> in the back of my mind, as I'm talking with a patient, I, you know, I've been doing this for a few years now and can I, and I can kind of see like who's on board and who's going to drop off after a couple of visits. Um, and, you know, I hope he's doing well, but just these basic things, you know, and I, I almost kind of feel weird, like having to have that kind of conversation, that long Especially of a conversation about something so I'm just basic. Saying. Um, on top of that, yeah, we're in a freaking desert. Literally, depending <laughs> on where they're living. He's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think we tend to make health and healing a lot more complicated than it needs to be. Um, you know, there's simple things that you can do every day in your life to feel good. Um, no, so, I, I agree with you. I, um, I have those issues, those issues, but those conversations with water, you know, whether, you know, when I was in Colorado, here in mm -hmm. Michigan, in Arizona, there, you know, that was a continuous conversation. And, and I am guilty of it myself, you know, when I'm working on people, and I don't drink enough water, you know, and um, I'll get a headache, yeah. you know, because I haven't drank enough water, because when you're working on people and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm guilty of it myself. I, yeah. But, you know, there's so many people who are like, I don't like water. And I suggest putting like fruit and veggies in it for some taste with this yeah. stuff. But, you know, if you don't understand that that is the big yeah. functions of your body, then, you know. But a lot of people don't even understand that. They just don't understand that that yeah. background of what that does. So, yeah, I mean, there's just 
not to beat a dead horse, but to mention a couple other yeah. things that can show up when you're dehydrated, oh, yes. uh, muscle cramps, um, insomnia, insomnia is, a, an effect of being dehydrated, um, brain fog, you know, not being able to think clearly or remember names or, you know, you walk into a room and you forget why you're in there. Uh, just being a little bit dehydrated can cause that brain fog to go on. Um, and there's things too that will dehydrate you and you may not even think about it. A lot of people are drink guzzling caffeine all day long. Ca caffeine is what's called a diuretic. So it's going to cause oh, yeah. you to lose fluid. So when I'm sitting down with a patient and I ask them, you know, what they, what they drink, you know, I can't anything caffeinated. I count that against, uh, what, what water they're drinking. Cause it's going to have that reverse effect. So I don't know. Nat naturopathic medicine for me is a lot of like going back to the basics. Uh, like I said at the beginning, what are you drinking? What are you eating? Are you spending out time outside in the sunshine? Uh, are you sleeping properly? Are you managing your stress properly? Uh, it's going back to the basics before getting all tangled up in the weeds of, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going with that and I, and I get it. <laughs> For you guys who are listening, we we do en enjoy bantering back and forth, and we we do understand each other's language at times. <laughs> well, I appreciate unless you have something that you think I, you know, because I'm thinking about people who have never, you know, for our first introductory into this, like things. So I'm really <clears throat> appreciative of what you're saying. Um, if you have any other thoughts before we we end today, that would. A lot, you know, a lot of people, you're right, are not familiar with, with what a naturopathic physician is. So I appreciate you doing an episode like this. It brings awareness. Um, you know, I, I would seek somebody like myself out or even, you know, if, if naturopathic physicians are not licensed in your state, seeking out a, like an MD or a DO who uh, has had some what they call functional medicine training. Um, that's kind of an overlap phrase that you'll see is like, I'm a functional medicine doctor. What that means, you know, to dissect the jargon, it means they're, you know, a conventionally trained physician, but they've gone back and done some additional training to focus on nutrition, to focus on, uh, lifestyle changes, to focus on things like that. Uh, it's interesting to know, and maybe we can end on this. It's interesting from, it was interesting for me to learn that <clears throat> in conventional med medical training out there, medical schools in the United States, our, our government recommends 25 hours of nutrition training. Um, so when I was doing my undergrad, that, that was always my goal, like to go to medical school, become a doctor. I had these visions of, uh, you know, becoming a doctor and maybe having a couple of dietitians on staff and, and really focusing on diet and nutrition in my office. And so I started talking to friends that were getting into MD and DO programs and learned this, that nutrition in medical school is basically non-existent. It's treated like a, like an elective. You know, <clears throat> that's funny you say that because 
I also, as you know, have been working with Juice Plus and Tower Gardens yeah. for several years. And one of the biggest things I have learned when I'm talking to dentists and surgeons and anyone in the medical field, like you just said, mm-hmm. they don't have nutrition background. They don't even know. They don't. They're like, what? They don't. Yeah, because there's no background. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, and that's one of the reasons I don't necessarily kind of badmouth other doctors or fault them for that because it's, it's just not even part of their paradigm. So, you know, and, you know, in America where we're dealing with a lot of chronic disease, a lot of that can be traced back to what are you putting in your mouth? What's on your plate, you know, exercise, that kind of stuff. So if you're going to your doctor, your regular doctor and expecting any kind of expert guidance as far as like, eat this, don't eat that that's not in their tool belt. It's really not. And so you need to probably seek somebody out that has some expertise in that has some expertise in natural medicine. What are you putting in your mouth? And, and so a naturopathic physician in my mind is, is the expert for that. Um, so, yeah. Well, thank you. You bet. Thank you for your time, and I quite enjoyed our little chat. I'm sure it won't be the last. No problem. <laughs> and thank you uh, for all the audience that who knows where they'll be hearing from. Maybe they'll maybe they'll be coming to try to visit you. Yeah. Um, if you want to do a plug, you can go right ahead. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I'm in I'm in Arizona. Uh, the office I'm at we're called Downtown Gilbert Healthcare. Um, that website is downtowngilberthealthcare.com. Um, and I offer a free 10 minute chat for any potential new patient. Uh, Arizona allows us to do, uh, called telehealth. Uh, so we can do virtual visits with somebody uh, around the country. Um, there's a few limitations going back to like how we're licensed and that kind of stuff. There's some limitations as far as what we're able to do with patients outside of the state. Um, but so yeah, you can find me there, downtown Gilbert healthcare, um, on social media. I've got an account on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Dr. Alan Bradford. So D R A L A N Bradford. And then I'm also on a, a site called gab gab.com. And my username is a B N D. Uh, this is a social media website that they don't censor. So for doctors like me who operate outside the norm and, and kind of push up against the, <laughs> the standard, then that's a, a nice place to be. So, Well, I may have to check that out. <clears throat> I didn't know about that. See, learn yeah. something new every day. <laughs> yeah. And, we, and one last thing, we've got a podcast too. So my, I host it with the chiropractor that's in my office. Uh, we call ourselves Community Guidelines. Um, kind of as a little jab against all this stuff that's being censored these days. You can't seem to talk about anything without being, it being flagged or pulled off the internet. So, Absolutely. You know, I feel like people need to get informed no matter where you believe, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. See all sides. I believe in all sides. Yeah. <laughs> and then form your own opinion. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So, yep. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
I appreciate your time and uh, this opportunity. And I'm so excited that you're my first, my first person. So thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Happy to be here. All right. We'll have to do it again. All right. (laughs) Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks.